Is it weird to have your daughter be the sexy character in your video? It was this young person making very adult choices. And I think that was what was most appealing. Friends don't be that bald guy at the gas station. I think this video was probably a sexual awakening for a lot of people. Hello and welcome to the Untitled Gen X podcast. A podcast sometimes hosted by two childhood best friends, always dedicated to the pop culture that raised us. I'm Kate, a writer and a midwife. And I'm Lori, a writer and a pop culture lover. As a nod to the teenage dirtbag trend, we're kicking it back to the good hair and bad attitude of our quintessential 90s queen, Alicia Silverstone, and her epic Aerosmith video trilogy. From crying to amazing to crazy, we dive deep into the music videos that inspired us to kick ass, love hard, and live free, all while looking sexy as hell. This episode includes discussions surrounding suicide. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts or is in crisis in the U.S., please contact the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988 to be automatically connected to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline for free and confidential support. Help is available. Hey, Kate. Hey, Lori. Okay, you said Alicia. I say Alicia. What What is correct? It's Alicia. Oh, really? Yeah. So for some reason, this was like in my head that that's what it is, because I feel like I've called her that, but everyone says Alicia. So I'm like, let's take it to Google. Uh, and so I Googled, and sure enough, there is like, I think it's a TikTok video of her being like, my name is Alicia. Alicia. <laughs> like, okay, so good to know. Um, when we came up with this idea, I was so excited. And we were planning to record this like a month ago. Right. And I have been so excited ever since. How did you feel upon first impressions on the rewatch of these three videos? I can't decide if the order that I watched them in was bad or good. Because I just, for whatever reason, I like looked at what they were. And the first thing I typed in was amazing. Um, so I did it in the order of amazing Ooh, crazy and crying. Okay, so the proper order of this trilogy right. is crying, amazing, crazy. Interesting. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but I would argue that crying is the best one. Okay. So I feel like I sort of saved that one for last, and, and it was good. I mean, I didn't do it on purpose, but uh, amazing, not my favorite. Not my favorite either. I mean, in terms of like favorites, I would rank it crying, crazy, amazing. I concur. But yeah, I mean, so first of all, like, it was just a fun throwback to that time in my life. I did not have cable most of my life growing up, which meant no MTV. But I babysat for my stepbrother's kids in the summers. And so they had cable. And so I was very happy to just like sit and get paid to watch their kids and watch MTV. Essentially, mm, <laughs> it's mostly best what I did. job ever. I like dressed the little girls up in cute little dresses and like watched MTV. So these were very much videos of that time in my life. So it was kind of a fun little playback to that. And just I don't know, like, who didn't want to have like great, amazing hair like that? And wear your flannels and just be like all around kind of cool. I know. Right? And like the the baby doll floral dresses and the combat boots. And she was beautiful and badass. Right. And sexy and sort of a feminist. And it just felt cool. Right. Like it was, I think, very empowering for the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree. So, yeah. I mean, so it was fun to revisit. Although in my mind... Each video was like this like epic, long November rain-esque kind of thing. <laughs> and like, they're really not. They're really short, <laughs> kind of to the point. But so. they packed a big punch. They were very cinematic, all three of them. Yeah. It was like watching a little movie. Yeah. We were huge fans of Aerosmith. And I remember loving Aerosmith. For years before these videos came out, but by 93, Aerosmith was kind of in a slump. Mm -hmm. And so by the time they were recording their 11th studio album, Get a Grip, 
that's the album with the cow utter on the cover with like the (laughs) tattoo that's yeah when get a grip was released in april of 93 they wanted to like bring a lot of attention back to the band right they were trying to figure out how to keep aerosmith how to make them relevant in the 90s right that's when they brought in director marty Kalner. He's a big deal. He has directed, okay, this doesn't relate to anything, but the Pee Wee Herman show. He (laughs) directed videos for bands like Heart and Fleetwood Mac, Poison, Bon Jovi, The Bangles, lots of people. He is the guy responsible for the super sexy Tawny Katane White Snake video trilogy, right? So like Tawny Katane on the cars being all sexy like. So that's him. And he also directed a lot of videos for Aerosmith. He directed Dude Looks Like a Lady, Angel, Ragdoll, and Love in an Elevator. So they had a relationship with this guy, Connor, and, you know, they wanted to do something really sort of epic. And then the first video was Crying. So should we get into that one? Yes, let's get into Crying. Okay, you're going to have to shift your notes around because you did not watch these in order. Uh, no, I did not, but I did take good notes. So. We open on a young, she was like 16, Alicia Silverstone standing on a freeway overpass, okay? It's like, it's a bold open. We're right, like, wow, right. what is happening? And so we can see all the cars behind her or below her rather. And we're like, oh my God, what is she doing standing there? Is she going to jump? Like, don't do it. Your hair is too good. Like, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Meanwhile, we're cutting back and forth to the band. I don't know. I don't feel like there was really a place for Aerosmith in these videos. I feel like they could have been left out and that would have been all right. Right. But they're the band. So they have to go back to them. And also, do you know what I had forgotten? I had like a pretty serious like celebrity crush on Joe Perry. That's the guitarist. I remember. Yeah. I completely forgot about that until I saw him. And I was like, you know what? 16 year old self. (laughs) Good on you. Like, he is a sexy man. Still got it. No, he really was really sexy because like Steven Tyler was just so out there and in your face. And and I love his persona and he's quite the entertainer. He's fascinating to watch. But like there's a quiet, subtle sexiness to Steve. Uh, I keep wanting to say Steve Perry. No, Steve Perry. Yeah, was that's a whole singer. different person. It's a whole different band. <laughs> Joe Perry. A whole different sexual vibe with that guy that I get it. You were more evolved than me because at the time, (laughs) I remember thinking, why? I was attracted to Stephen Dorff in this video, like hardcore attracted to Stephen Dorff. See, and I do not find Stephen Dorff attractive at all. But what's funny is that like, as soon as they showed his face, I was like, is that Stephen Dorff? Like, how did that name just come to me out of nowhere? (laughs) And secondly, I was like, how do I not remember him being in this video? Apparently, I was too focused on Joe Perry. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, we see Alicia making out with super hot shirtless Stephen Dorff in bed. And he matches his tattoo of like a half winged heart that's on his hand. To the other half of the tattoo that's on her chest, because true love. Right. Matching tattoos, yay or nay. If you're dating somebody when you're 16 and y'all decide to get matching tattoos, maybe really think about that. <laughs> because, it. Ju- I mean, she did have it uh, fixed eventually. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, that's quite a commitment. And then it's just always there, right? You're always going to remember, even though maybe you've changed it. You're going to remember that once you had this tattoo for this other person. Yes, yes. We see Alicia go to the movies with a friend. I'm so dumb when I watch videos like this. I'm like, I wonder what movie they were going to see. Like, this is all truly fictional. (laughs) And then I'm Googling, like, what was the biggest movie of the time? It was Jurassic Park. I have this memory of, like, her, like, throwing the popcorn, but she clearly didn't. She eats it and kind of, like, you know, whatever. But like, I, for some reason, I remember her like throwing it and getting up, but I apparently made that up. No, that is a Mandela effect, sort of like right. our entire Guns N' Roses November Rain episode. So I have to tell you, so, you know, I put amazing into YouTube and I'm watching right. it. And then the next thing that auto plays is crazy. 
Now, one would think the next thing to autoplay would be crying. Right. No, it's November, right? Oh, interesting. (laughs) So then I'm like, I just, I really feel like she was a robot. So I Google again, like Cyborg November Rain. Right. Guess what comes up for every Our hit? episode. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so. truth is stranger than fiction, apparently. So I don't know. We, we both remember it. So right. I don't remember her throwing popcorn. I do remember. Okay. So she's in the theater, right? And she sees her boyfriend, Stephen Dorff, making out, like having full on, like, like really making out, like mouth sex in the theater with this other girl. So she sees this. And this is when she takes that really aggressive bite of popcorn. Right. Yes. Right. It is, it is an aggressive and then sort of like, and then she sort of like loses her like oomph and just sort of like, you know, like she doesn't spit it out, but she just sort of like, right. Right. You know. And gets up and walks out in disgust, as she should. As she should. We get a sexy shot of Joe Perry playing guitar. And he looks like he's in Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal video. Like, he's dressed like <laughs> yeah. like Smooth Criminal-esque in this, like, suit thing with, like, a hat. Mm-hmm. Which in no way is similar to the vibe of this video. And in no way is similar to a Steven Tyler so I don't know. He's like in his own video over here. Right. And like, as he should be, because he's a beautiful man. Alicia is now driving a convertible. You know, her cheater boyfriend is in the passenger seat. And you're like, wait. Right. And she pulls over and she climbs on top of him. He like goes to kiss her and she leans away. And then she punches him in the face and opens the passenger door and boots him out before speeding away and leaving him in this like cloud of dust. And he smiles because he's an asshole. Right. He, yeah. And like, I don't endorse violence of any <laughs> sort, but I can't say that I blame her for like being like, you're a jerk, get out of my car. Yes. And I got the impression this was his car. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Because are the jeans that she pulls out his jeans? Oh, that's a really good question, too. Because they are kind of big on her. They are. Well, before she changes into the jeans, we see her in her, you know, 90s floral, signature 90s floral, and she's in a tattoo chair. Like, she dumped that guy, and that's when she's covering up that, you know, matching tattoo that she has with him into a whole, like, Neptune Poseidon. Right. But it's uh, quite large. From It is large. From what they're doing, yeah. Yes. So this is when, and I remember this in the video, it's a dumb thing to point out, but I remember it so clearly. This is when Steven Tyler sings, we're partners in crime, you've got that certain something. And he does that thing with his finger to the camera. Right. Things just do stick in your- Yeah, they do. And that's it. This is when Alicia is like driving her car and she pulls it over on the side of this deserted road because I guess it's overheated, right? Right. Okay. And she opens the trunk with the key and then she tosses the whole keychain because she's like, fuck this lemon. And that's why I thought maybe it was his car. Right. I mean, I hope it was his car. I know. Me too. She throws on the denim, like you said, and it is a little big on her. Like she rolls them and um, she begins walking down the highway. And this is when I'm watching it on YouTube, right? All of a sudden, subtitles were on, and it's like, lively guitar solo pops up <laughs> while she's walking down the road. So apparently, there's a lively guitar solo A lively solo guitar happening. solo. By, yeah. by who? By your boyfriend, yes. Joe Perry, not to be confused with Stephen Perry. Right. Alicia is now at the piercing studio. You know, already in this video, we've got we've got the sex. Right. We've got the tattoos. Now, we're now we've got piercing. the piercing. Where are the parents? It was the 90s. It was Gen X. X. There there were no parents. Yeah. The first thought that I had was my car broke down and I decided to go get my belly button pierced because like that's the logical order of events. Indeed. I mean, at least in a music video. In a sexy music video. I mean, of course, because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? So the only thing missing was a cigarette. It's true. And it's sort of surprising that it wasn't there because Mm -hmm. at that time, smoking was still kind of like... Dare I say it? Cool. We all know smoking's bad for you, blah, blah, blah. Smoking looks cool. It still looks cool. It looks cool. It's lost its appeal to me. And for the record, I did smoke for like 10 years of my life. 
Also, cigarettes are so expensive now. I don't even know how people afford to smoke. I know. And let me say, I never smoked. And I still think smoking looks cool. Marble lights were like $1.99 when I smoked for a pack. And now oh, really? I think a pack is like... Are they like seven bucks? I think they're like $8.99. <gasps> oh, man. So expensive. Yeah. So that would cure me of that addiction Oh, for real quick. sure. But yeah. So don't smoke because it's, it's really not good for you. And if you do smoke, consider quitting. Yeah, <laughs> says the nurse and says right. the whole wide world because it's just not good for you. And we know so much more now than we did back then. But yeah, she was not yeah. smoking, surprisingly. There are no cigarettes in this video. No, which is good. Good for them. Yes. And like, you know, in Hollywood, a lot of times when people smoked and like, I'm sure if Alicia, because she's very health focused, I believe. Oh, indeed. So I'm sure if she ever had to play a smoking role, they have like these special prop cigarettes that are actually some kind of like herbs or something or whatever. And so people often who don't herbs. smoke. Well, not that kind of herb. I know. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's not in this video either. So that's true. That yeah. there there are not drugs or smoking or is there alcohol? I don't even think there's there's just sex and tattoos and piercing. Yeah. So I mean really quite and suicide. Innocent. Not actual suicide. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. So she's at the piercing studio. We see her feet in the chair you know, kicking nervously as her belly button is sterilized and she gets a navel piercing and she's pretty happy with it. Right. And I remember this video so clearly and being like, man, I want a belly button ring. And I wanted one all through college. I just, I never did it. Like, it's so funny because it was sort of scandalous back then to have a belly button ring. Which is so weird. Like, what is scandalous about that? It's so regular. <laughs> right. It's like, it's your belly button. I read that this video actually gave huge popularity to the belly button, you know, navel piercing craze of the 90s. And in fact, I did a college paper on body modification, primarily focused on body piercings in college. It was super scandalous. Right. Like any kind of piercing like an eyebrow piercing like I really wanted an eyebrow piercing mm -hmm. but I read that like if somebody screws up and they hit a nerve oh it can like cause like a weird thing and I so I was like too terrified of that to get my eyebrow pierced although quite a few of my friends had that and then I never got my nose pierced because I have this really lovely mole on my nose and I I just felt like I couldn't compete with that. So I just wanted to let I that I love out. nose piercings. <laughs> I love them so much. I've been thinking about getting one for like years. I just, I don't know. I just haven't, yeah. haven't done it. But anyway, Alicia, she's really happy with this navel ring. So she's taking control. Yes. These are all matters that make a woman kind of feel in control. The only thing she didn't do was cut her hair or cut bangs, which we all know is what a lot of people do post-breakup. Right. I am not post-breakup, but I am considering bangs. I haven't had bangs since like Aquanet days. Oh. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm I'm really tempted. Yes. You asked me whether or not you should get bangs and I'm a big supporter of bangs. And um, I think what you're looking for is a curtain bang. And I think it would look gorgeous on you. Sort of 70s inspired. Is that an appropriate, it's trendy for now? Like, I mean, sure. not that I need to be trendy, but like, it's like, I'm not going to look dated. No, 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 no. All right. I like it. So Alicia is now sitting at the bar of a diner and she's drinking a Coke and her little burger arrives. And there's this cute guy sitting there with like the haircut that I liked in the 90s so much. And he makes eyes at her and she stares back. Hello. Did you recognize who that guy was? Who was it? Josh Holloway. Sawyer from Lost. Oh, no. Now I feel like I have to go back and watch it. Uh-huh. That's him. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, she walks away from her stuff. And that's when the cute guy grabs her backpack and runs out the door. And she chases after him on the street. And she like kickboxes him down. Right. And she grabs her backpack and she's screaming at him. And you can very clearly read her lips that she's like, asshole. Right. <laughs> She walks away pissed off, and and now she's in a phone booth. I know. I was like, a phone booth? A red phone booth? Those were very rare. Most of them were blue, kids. Most of them were blue. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I think the red ones are like in London. Yeah. Um, I made a call from one of those ones. 
Okay, but did you make a call to your cheater boyfriend? Because no. I'm assuming that's who she's calling. She's got a sad face on. Because right. in the very next frame, she's standing on that freeway overpass that we see her at in the beginning, right? And right. she's looking down at the cars below. Right. Which, like, is an odd jump from everything else we've seen thus far. Right. Right? Like, she's very empowered through the whole thing. And then she all of a sudden you're like. She seemed happy to cover the tattoo. She seemed happy with her piercing. She was going to have a Kicked some ass when the guy tried right. to stuff. But, I mean, it makes sense in the end because she was really just, like, wasting a lot of resources to get back at her ex. <laughs> So cheater boyfriend arrives and there's like a full police presence there. Right. He spots her on the freeway overpass and he puts his hands up like that confused emoji guy. Like, what's going on? (laughs) How did we get here? Right. (laughs) What's happening? And Alicia looks at him so dead faced, right? Like her spirit is gone. Her heart is broken. There's nothing left. There's no light in her eyes. She closes her eyes for a moment. And then she does that thing where she leans back a little as though right, she, like she like rocks back fall. on her heels mm-hmm. a little. And she seems amused by that. Like, like I could do it. And he's like motioning for her to come down. And she's obviously not going to do anything he wants her to do. So she does like a full back handspring leap backwards. Like, right. She like <laughs> leaps backwards. Like, she doesn't just like let herself sort of fall backwards. Fall. She like no. jumps. She jumps like she's in the Olympics onto the freeway below. And I'm sorry, she's clearly untethered in this frame where she's leaping backwards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yet suddenly we see a rope secured to her waist. It's sort of a bungee. It saves her. Which, by the way, bungee or no bungee, somebody does that in a LA freeway. Like, you're causing 10,000 accidents because people aren't going to know you're not going to land on them. Yes. And one time I was, I will never forget this. It was Valentine's Day. And I had gone out to a restaurant, maybe about 20 minutes away from my house to go pick up dinner, to have like a romantic evening with my boyfriend on Valentine's Day. On my way home, I've got like, I think it was even Olive Garden. I was in college. That was special. (laughs) So fancy. On my way home, I'm on the 10 freeway going east. It is stopped. It is so stopped that it got to the point where I had to turn off the ignition in my car. We all got out of our cars on the 10 freeway because some fool was standing on a bridge on an overpass wanting to jump. And I've got the Olive Garden breadsticks in my car calling my name. We were there so, (laughs) so long. People started yelling at him to jump. Oh, no. Yes, this is a true story. I think we were there something like three hours. Could they not have put one of those like giant blow up pads like under like across the freeway? I have no idea idea like all i can figure was that they were trying to negotiate with this person who was clearly in crisis right obvious like no one does that who's not experiencing exactly and it was valentine's day so i can only assume it has something to do with a breakup right some someone's distraught i couldn't believe that people started screaming at this person to jump i couldn't see them that is like reprehensible like i can understand being frustrated Okay, we were all fully frustrated. These things happen. I understand this, but like, I just wanted to get off the freeway. Like, let's drive on some shoulders. Let's get right. I'm surprised they didn't. No one there directing anything, Mm -mm. turning people around or something. There was nothing being done. So Alicia is now dangling (laughs) above the freeway, and he's looking at her like, "What?" Oh, and he kind of like smiles and she she does that thing where she bites her bottom lip and flips him off. He's shaking his head like, oh, Alicia, like it's funny. <laughs> right. And she puts her arms out and she dangles freely, right? Right. Now, I have to say, watching this again, I still I still can allow myself to think this. Like for some reason in my brain, I thought that she was like, 
jumping off and she was tethered by her belly button ring, which of course would like <laughs> not do anything uh, except hurt your belly button. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I know she didn't really, but like, I thought that that was kind of the idea that, you know, suspension of disbelief people. Anyway, but like, I mean, and it's still like, you can clearly see that there's a harness, but like, it does come right from where her belly button yes. is. Yes. No, it does. It's just, it's funny to think that a navel ring would be supporting the full weight of her body over an LA freeway. But like, you know, there were all kinds of fanciful things in this. But also the harness is like coming out of like from between the buttons of her shirt, right? So like there's no way you wouldn't see that when she was standing right. up there. <laughs> right. It's kind of dumb. So it's just it's sort of but you know, whatever. I mean, it's a fun moment. Okay, it's a fun moment when we think about it in terms of nostalgia. But if I were to watch it today for the first time... I don't think that would be a video today. Yeah, Exactly. And I thought it was kind of weird that there was no suicide disclaimer on the video. Like, Or maybe, like you said, it just wouldn't be made today. There were multiple things in these videos where I was like, yeah, that one, no. No. (laughs) Like, that just wouldn't happen. But, you know, it was the wild 90s. I mean, the video is popular, Katie. It's been viewed over 300 million times on YouTube. And I found a few comments here that I thought you would enjoy. Someone said, no other video has glorified teenage, quote, decision-making to this extent. (laughs) Awesome, Aerosmith. Someone said, that was the best time of my life, being a teenager, sitting in front of my TV and watching MTV all day long and dreaming of being like Alicia Silverstone. It's it's kind of like what you said, right? Right. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that was sort of my life, except I also wanted to date Joe Perry. (laughs) Which, like, what would my 16-year-old self have, like, done with Joe Perry? I don't – I probably would have figured it out. Scandalous thing. Um, right? It but was a different time. I was a fairly – I wouldn't say that I was innocent, but I was a very inexperienced 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, and I can remember, like, wanting to be like Alicia Silverstone. For sure. Like, and back in the day when there were actually music videos on MTV. I know. Someone said, oh, my God, this video melted my brain when I was 15. It was so cinematic and adult. Yeah. 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 It was this young person making very adult choices. And I think that was what was most appealing. Right. So thanks to the video, the song was a huge success. It reached number 12 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and it ended the year at number 60 on that list. It won the VMA in 94 for Video of the Year. Aerosmith also won Best Group Video and the Viewer's Choice Award. And Silverstone said, Aerosmith made a hell of a lot of money off that video. Their sales tripled or something. They would have been crazy not to ask me back. And ask her back, they did, Katie. They asked her back for Amazing, the second video in this trilogy. So, okay, this has nothing to do with the video, but did you know Don Henley sang backup on Amazing? No. Me neither. I love Don Henley. Beautiful harmonies and yes Mm -hmm. to Don Henley all day long. Yeah. He is still so attractive to me. He is such a zaddy. Like, yes, I, I find him very, very handsome. Yeah, Don Henley, very different sexy from Joe Perry, but also very sexy. We can both agree. This is our least favorite video. Yeah. I will say, though, it's very sexy. Like, there were moments I was like, I was, there were moments where I was like, how did I miss that when I was watching this? I think the video was just a lot less popular because, like, I know I saw it. But I don't remember being scandalized by them making out on the motorcycle like I was as a 46-year-old woman watching it on the revisit. I was like, oh, they are like having sex on the motorcycle. Right. But then when the soda spills and like the liquid comes out of the straw and then it like interrupts the whole like virtual reality thing. So they pull apart and she's like, and I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I assume that was meant to, like, mimic, like, premature ejaculation. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Go back and watch it with that in mind, because then she's just kind of sitting there like, hmm. I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. 
Well, okay. Let's get into the story of this. Yeah. Because- sorry. I jumped way ahead to like the most sexual moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Okay. So we open on this like messy bedroom and we see a hand pop a CD into a computer CD-ROM, which is not something we get to see every day. No. And then we see like Alicia Silverstone, like in the desert and on a computer screen. But also like she's playing shortstop. Like she's like got her hands on her knees. She's she like bent over. I'm like, what is she? Why? I think it's just to be sexy. <laughs> Maybe. It just looked like she's playing shortstop. Yes. We get this like very rudimentary computer menu, right? It's like right music, video, games, interactive. And then we see that there's this teenage guy at the computer and he chooses the video option with the thumbnail of Alicia Alicia Silverstone from the crying video. And we're like, oh, okay, there's a crossover here. Okay, cool. And that teen boy is one of the London twins. Okay. I'm like, he's somebody. He's somebody famous. I just couldn't quite place who he was. Yes. So in the 90s, there were these two boys, Jeremy and Jason London. And they were in, like, a lot of the movies we just really loved in the 90s. So this is Jason. Jason was the guy in The Man in the Moon. Yeah. With Reese Witherspoon, uh, Tu Wong Fu, and Dazed and Confused. Jeremy, the twin, was in Mallrats and I'll Fly Away. But this is Jason. Okay. He's wearing a bandana around his, like, very mullety. Right. The hair situation is... It's very weird. It looks like a bad wig. Yeah, I don't know. So he takes a picture of himself with the computer camera, which was really, really advanced at this time. And he's like modifying his appearance to have like that short 90s hair, like kind of like a little Caesar cut, like that horrible hair. And those 90s asshole sunglasses, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now through the magic of what his computer is calling fusion, he is able to join this virtual reality and he's on this motorcycle and he puts on a full VR headset and glove and he's now in the desert and he gets to meet beloved Alicia. Yes. And so for anyone who might be listening, who's like younger than Gen X, when virtual reality first was introduced, it was really bad. (laughs) It was really bad and really cheesy. And so I mean, think about 93. That was a long time ago. That was like 30 years ago. Most people still weren't really using the internet, right? Oh, my God. This is 93, Katie. I graduated college in 98, and I used the internet exactly one time in my college experience. Yeah. So I can remember the community college that I was going to in Wisconsin, and I went into the library and I had to do a search on a search engine called Spider. Uh, There was also Ask Jeeves. I remember. And I typed something in and I hit enter and like nothing happened. And then I got distracted by something. And so I was like reading something in a book or whatever. Literally like 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes later, (laughs) search results came up. Wow. It was working that whole time. It was thinking, it was trying. <laughs> to do what Google can do in like a millisecond. Now. <laughs> right, right. But yes, very, very rudimentary. But he's having quite the VR experience because he offers her a helmet, like get on my bike and she's not into it. And so he decides he's going to adjust her attitude. Yeah, he just fixes her in his virtual reality Right, world. to be like more amiable and into him. And I'm right, like, which is, cool. that's a great lesson right. to teach. And now she's like super happy to be with him. And um, her clothing has been modified as well. She's now wearing a long sleeved, short, very short maroon dress and combat boots. She's looking hot. So they ride on his bike at sunset. He's doing all kinds of wheelies. Right. Like I wrote in my notes, like, don't do a wheelie while I'm on the back of your motorcycle. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no. It's not what you want. Um, Virtual reality world or not. (laughs) I mean, now Jason's laying backwards on his motorcycle and she is like facing him, straddling him and they are kissing like they are having like clothed sex on that bike for real. And this is the part that you're talking about. He's so into it. He accidentally spills the soda on his keyboard and it ruins everything. And Alicia pushes him off of her and looks bored. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean... Kudos to 
Mr. London for like committing to his craft because he has to like in his room, right? Where he's got like the glove and the virtual reality visor on or whatever. Like he looks ridiculous, right? Because he's like moving his arms and flailing around like he would be if he were actually there, but he's not, he's in his bedroom. Uh, And so, and that's how he knocks over the soda. So I don't know. I mean, that was just my take on it because they like really show like the soda like dribbling out of the straw. Oh, that is so fascinating. What a great <laughs> catch. Like what a great metaphorical catch. <laughs> so leave it to me. If it has to do with sex, I'll find it. <laughs> and that's that's all of your honors English uh, education coming back to you. Like looking for the deeper meaning always. Right. He cleans up the mess because he does that. They're back now on the motorcycle again. There is smoking in this one, just for a second. I think it's supposed to like... Like after sex cigarettes? Yeah, yeah. And it does have the Surgeon's General warning. Oh, well, okay. There's your disclaimer. So so we did have one smoking in this whole thing. But they're back on the bike again. And this is when Alicia's like, I'm so hot for Jeremy or Jason. (laughs) One of the London boys. One of the London boys. (laughs) Alicia's like, I'm so hot for Jason on the back of this bike. I can't take it anymore. She rips off her helmet. And she like attacks him. So she climbs... While he's driving the motorcycle so fast in front of him, because she has to have him right now, they're they're in motion, and they're just full on making out while he's driving this motorcycle. Right. And again, like not I don't looking think this, at the road, this wouldn't be made today because they'd have to flash things all over the screen that say like train drivers on a closed course, <laughs> like, do not attempt. The bike runs out of gas. Whoopsie. So Jason's now trying to hitch them a ride, and he's standing there with his thumb up while she's sitting on the ground hugging his leg. And then she's like, oh, a woman's work is never done. So she hikes up her skirt, and she nabs them a ride on a freaking, like, Snoopy biplane. Biplane, yeah. (laughs) Like, what? I do remember that being, like, a really cool moment, though, in the video when I watched it for the first time to be like, whoa, like, a plane stopped for them. Um, They're standing on the wing. This thing takes flight. Suddenly, they're in full, like, sky surfing attire. Jason jumps and does a million stunts. And then this is when a black and white image of Alicia prints out on Jason's home computer, his printer, like, in his real life. Right. And he hangs it with a bunch of other, like Cindy Crawford is there. Did you see yeah, that? So like yeah. he had a virtual experience with Cindy Crawford and all these. Right. Other was people. Stephanie Seymour one of them? Maybe. Maybe. I can't remember. They were like supermodels and yeah. But then it gets really meta, Kate, because suddenly an image of him is captured and printed out by Alicia Silverstone, who's wearing virtual reality gear in her bedroom. Right, which is a strange, odd little twist at the end. Super but it's, meta. I, not my favorite video. It's just kind of weird. It's very sexual, but then also like strange. Other, I, I don't know. Like, I and the song. I don't really care for the song that much. Okay, well, on YouTube, so many people made comments about their sobriety journeys tied to this song. People were saying, like, this Hmm. song saved my life. So, of course, like, I read that this song was about Steven Tyler's struggles with addiction and his journey to sobriety. Although, what a great opportunity, right, for the video to reflect that and kind of have that sort of positive messaging. But it doesn't. It's just a sexy Alicia Silverstone video. Right. At one point, I was like, how many cliches can they put in one song? Like, the whole song was just like one cliche statement after another. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I mean, I'm glad if it has spoken to people and it has helped them on their sobriety journey, then that is a wonderful, beautiful thing and more power to you. And I I almost wish that I had listened and revisited this song without watching the video first to keep that in mind, because when I think back to the song, it's actually really beautiful. The harmonies are amazing. God bless our beloved Zaddy, Don Henley, but beautiful harmonies. The messaging is actually really, really like positive and inspirational, but that is all really, really lost in this video. The video is so grand and sexual that it just, you wouldn't even be thinking about that. 
Yeah, now I feel like I have to go back and listen to just the song because uh-huh. yeah, it was it was hard to pay attention to the video, take notes, and then also like pay attention to the words of the song. One hundred percent. And so, like the parts that like stood out to me were just where I was like, "What? Why are there so many like little cliche statements?" Like, you're like premature ejaculation and and smoking. And... <laughs> right, I got distracted. Yeah, I mean, there, no, I mean, there's a lot to to. There's a lot going on in. that has yeah. like nothing to do with the song but I could yeah. see that they were like hey this really worked for our last video like let's carry that oh forward yeah and hey like virtual reality especially back then was amazing so maybe it's like look at this amazing technology right I mean it yeah like it was and I mean and also lest anyone younger than us is listening to this and goes back to watch the video it was not like it looks. It was like shitty VR. It was terrible. Um, so, yeah. It was like that menu that popped up on the screen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or like, uh, you know, Pong. Um. Right. <laughs> on YouTube, someone said, oh, Alicia Silverstone, every teen boy's fantasy girl, including mine. She was the definition of a natural beauty. No crap ton of makeup. And I'm like, amen to that so naturally beautiful yeah you could just stare at her forever and like to this day like she's just she's a beautiful she was a beautiful girl she's a beautiful woman Mm -hmm. the song peaked at number 24 on the u.s billboard hot 100 so it was successful and i mean yeah it was a sophomore slump in this trilogy for me but let's go on to crazy because crazy is absolutely crazy for like a multitude of many reasons like (laughs) we have so much to talk about here. Going back to watch it, I was like, oh, right. I remember this video, but like it didn't really stick with me. Although there were certain parts, like how you said there was some part in crying that like stuck with you. In this one, it's the part with the sunglasses in the gas station. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So, and I forgot that Liv Tyler was in this video. Oh, yes. And so it's crazy for a lot of reasons, particularly that that reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Crazy was the final single released from the album. And so this last video, like it had to be, it had to be epic. Right. And epic it is. So we open on a girl in a school uniform, you know, complete with like the white knee-high socks and saddle shoes. Like, okay. And she goes into the girl's bathroom at her private school and she pops open the bathroom window and jumps out. And oh my God, it's Alicia Silverstone. She's back. Okay. Right. Who has like a very fancy black slip on under her Catholic school uniform. (laughs) As one does. (laughs) Right. So she hightails it out of there and she escapes to the driver's seat of a 93 black Ford Mustang So moments later, Liv Tyler arrives and she jumps in the passenger seat. Liv Tyler, of course, is the daughter of Steven Tyler. And she was 16 when this video was filmed. And they want us to believe, again, it's like Tori Spelling lore. Oh, that she just auditioned with a fake last name? (laughs) Not that specifically, but that she like didn't nab the part because of her famous daddy. Like, Apparently, the director spotted her in a Pantene commercial because she does have, like, pretty freaking awesome hair. So she was in a Pantene commercial, and the director was like, her, I must have her. Like, do we believe that story? No. I know. Like, I I could believe that, like, he knew who she was, and then, like, somebody showed her, like, somebody pitched the idea of it being her and he was like, I don't know. And then somebody is like, here she is. And then he was like, oh, yes. Okay, now I see it. Uh, but do I believe that he just like picked her out of a crowd? I find that highly suspect. I don't want to say he's lying, but. But you are implying it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying I find it highly suspect. But I do too. So <laughs> these two madcapped gals, they are like running away from the oppression of this Catholic school. They want a taste of crazy freedom. Right. And so like the other videos, the adventures of these gals is like intercut with Aerosmith concert footage. And again, in my opinion, it does not bring any value to this video. Except Joe Perry. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it brought value to me. They rip off their school uniforms while they're singing the song crazy. So like they're mouthing right. the words that we're hearing, right? And there's lots of like arm waving freedom and the wind and all of that hair. There's just so much hair. So much hair. 
right away when like Liv Tyler jumps in the car and they start like peeling off pieces of clothing. I was, I wrote in my notes, like, is it weird to have your daughter be the sexy character in your video? Well, Kate, I would really like to explore that further when we get to Liv Tyler's strip tease situation. Yes. Yes. There are, is so much here. Right. And I mean, I know she was a model and like obviously out in the world doing it, but it's just, uh, Mm. it just, it just, it hits a little strange. Uh, 100%. So, okay, it's nighttime. They've been driving around so long that they need to get gas. And they pull into a gas station where there's this creepy old guy gawking at them. Creepy. And I remember that from when I was young and saw this video. Because don't you remember that happening to you when you would go out? Yes. Stop it, men. If you are of the Gen X generation or older, I mean, really anything older, but like – don't do that. Let young women just enjoy themselves and their expression. Young people, young whoever. Like the worst part about it is like the way the gaze is so like invasive, right? Like how someone can make their gaze invasive, I don't fully understand. But man, there's a lot of creepy dudes who have. Oh, I mean, it's it's so uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So he's just staring at Liv Tyler's ass as she pumps gas. Okay, she's pumping gas seductively. Like, she's shaking her ass while she does it. And I know I don't do that while I pump gas, but she does. Where did this come from? Because this is a super common thing in, like, videos to be like, it's so sexy the way I'm pumping my gas. And it's just like... Is it like the nozzle is like a metaphor? Oh, I'm sure there's something. But it's like, it's gas, y'all. Like, it's not (laughs) sexy. Trust me, I've been pumping gas since I was like six years old. But it's just, it's really in reality. Like, I feel like if somebody only watched music videos from like the 80s and the 90s <laughs> and had like lived in a state where they're not allowed to pump gas, like the first time they went to pump gas in a different state, they'd be like, because uh, in case you didn't know, there are two states in the country where you're not allowed to pump gas yourself. Like, it's just, it's just not sexy. It's just not. But anyway. She is wearing black leather pants and a cropped belly sweater. So she's looking like hot. She turns around and she sees him just like, uh, at her. And she just busts up laughing, which I really do love because she's like, uh, no way. Right. That would never happen. It's so comical to her. Inside the mini mart, Alicia is trying on sunglasses and she's giving flirty eyes to the very stoned cashier. Right, who's, like, eating a bunch of red vines. He gives her permission to just, like, take whatever you want, like, whatever. So Liv comes in, and Alicia's like, oh, my God, the cashier is letting us take shit. Like, go for it. And so what does she steal? She does not steal Hostess Donuts, Cheetos, Snickers, Slim Jims, none of the good stuff. She steals a loaf of white bread. Kate, why? I don't know. Of all delicious road trip snack foods you can steal, why do you steal a loaf of white bread? I don't know, but I'm sure somewhere out there on a Reddit thing, I can't think <laughs> of the word Reddit? I wanted, a Reddit, like whatever, uh, I'm sure it it explains it in detail. Oh my God. Oh, no. I found this really great article by Uprox titled An Ode to Aerosmith's Crazy, the Greatest and Creepiest Music Video of the 1990s. Okay, this was written by Josh Kirp. He said, quote, I'm fairly certain that the moral of the music video is women can get away with anything, especially stealing, so long as they're being supervised by horn dogs. I'm not sure if that's the most or least feminist thing ever, but you got to give teenage girl credit for basically saying, I'm going to steal these sunglasses and you're not going to stop me because boobs. Also, you're making one twenty one an hour. End quote. So, okay. I have not spent most of my life being super attractive by like our society's standards. However, I did go through a phase where sadly I did not realize that I was that attractive because I was living in Hollywood and everyone is like trying to make it. Yeah. Right. And so, but I actually did look quite cute at that time in my life. And it was remarkable what people would do for me. It was very interesting to just like walk in that world for a little bit because that was not the world I grew up in as a young woman. <laughs> like That is certainly not the world I inhabit now. But like for this like brief moment in time, 
I was like, oh, if you have big boobs and, you know, and are like reasonably good looking, people will go out of their way. Yeah. So is it the most or the least feminist thing ever? I think it's however you feel about it because pretty absolutely has its perks. And to be fair, it also works for like charming, good looking men. I have been in situations where like someone's very, very good looking and they get things just like, and 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 I've talked to people who have given, and they're like, I didn't, I didn't mean to give them that stuff. I just, it just happened. (laughs) Pretty has its perks. It, It does. And like, is that right? No, probably not. But I also would say that pretty has a lot of drawbacks too. Yeah. So you might as well enjoy the ones that are positive. Because you might not have them forever. Also, as a thank you for all the freebies, they step into a photo booth to take like seductive pictures to give to the cashiers as a thank you. And, you know, I remember that part as well. And also to change clothes. Essentially, they're changing clothes. Did they? I didn't catch that. I was thinking about the white loaf of bread. Apparently. Yeah. No, I think they, they're in there like rustling around, like changing okay. clothes and uh, maybe doing other things. Uh, and then they give him the pictures the from pictures. it, which he, I think, is probably like totally worth letting them take all the sunglasses that don't belong to me anyway. There were no security cameras there to catch him giving all that away. You know, was he fired like Troy Dyer for stealing a Snickers and letting girls steal things? No, he was not. He did not care. Right. So the girls pull up to this club with a giant marquee that says amateur night, first prize, $500, R21. So this is a 21 and over club. And these girls aren't 21. They're still in high school, whatever. Alicia like sort of dares Liv to go for it and Liv's like laughing, but she's like YOLO. So in the next scene, the girls are getting all glammed up. It totally looks like Liv puts on like her dad's clothes, right? Like tight, white, low rise bell bottoms. Yeah. And Alicia is putting on a men's suit and tie and hat. And then Liv takes the stage and dances on a pole while Alicia seductively watches. And then Liv does like her best Steven Tyler impression. Which was fantastic, I have to say. When she like spits and kicks her leg, I'm like, okay, like. That was a great moment. That was really fun to watch because she does look like him, but not, right? Obviously. Right, like like if he were a beautiful woman, like she looks like him. She looks like him. She was able to move like him. So that was kind of cool. She strips off her top. She's wearing a silver bra. The crowd goes wild. And in that same Uproxx article that I mentioned earlier, Josh Kerp writes, she's as well-defined as a music video babe from the 1990s can be. Mostly because she was the daughter of the lead singer of the band she was instructed to act super sexual for. Normal people would need therapy after being put through what Liv had to do for crazy. But luckily, famous people are better and much more well-adjusted than us townies because she did turn out normal-ish. So there's actually a really big controversy about this. Do you think that it's weird, and I I think that we've kind of established that it is, that a 16-year-old Liv is sexualized to this degree in her own father's music video. It's not like she was 18. It is weird. But also in a strange way, music videos were so about like over-sexualizing women that like, I don't know that it seemed odd at the time. Like I didn't think about it being weird at the time. I did. Did you? I did. I did. I was a teenager and I thought it was weird because she's wearing the littlest clothes. She's moving her body so seductively. This is so hypersexualized. That was not lost on me, even though it was in all the messaging that we were taking in in media at that time. I still thought that's weird. That's her dad. Right. I can remember being younger and thinking that, like, one of the worst things about, like, the idea of having a teen pregnancy was, like, the idea of having to, like, tell my parents, like, my parents knowing that I'd had sex, right? Like, not the pregnancy part, but, like, that they would know that I'd had sex. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, the idea that you would be, like, dressed up doing sexy things in your dad's video as a 16-year-old. And then like, a, right, like she found out there's conflicting reports here that she didn't even know Steven Tyler was her dad until she was like around 10 years old. 
does that make it better or worse? Because it's like, I, I don't know, maybe their relationship dynamic is really different. I mean, Liv said, I understand why people might have a problem with the video's content, but I have no problem with it. And Steven has no problem with it. See, she's calling him Steven. And if other people have a problem with it, it's their problem. So I guess it's my problem. And I guess it's, you know, this writer from Uproxx's problem and all the rest of us who would think, mm. Well, and I mean, let's take out the idea that he's her dad, even though he is. She's still 16. Right. She's 16 in a like grown ass adult male band, rock band video. That's like, like, if you look at Alicia Silverstone's roles, like, are they sexy? Are they? But like, they're not quite as over the top sexy as Liv. I was kind of taken aback by how they were having clothes sex on that motorcycle. Right. But they were still like very clothed. You know what I mean? Okay, like, true. Yeah. I don't know. But then I was also thinking like the person who wrote that article was like, she turned out pretty normal. I was also thinking it was interesting that like Alicia Silverstone also was one of few young Hollywood people at that time who seems to have weathered it well, who seems to have come out of it without like any wild scandals or, you know, life-changing difficulties or, or things. And then I did not really pick up on this when I was younger, but like, did you not get like that there was kind of a lesbian or bisexual vibe with these girls? Yes, because in the next scene, so Liv wins, right? Like sexiest of all. She wins the prize. And they're jumping around, like laughing on a like motel bed. Right. But it's like you get the vibe that like they're into each other. And then as you kind of reflect on what's happened in the video so far, and then what happens later in the video. They get a lot of attention from men, but their focus is really on each other, yes. not the men. And they kind of like are taking advantage of what they can get from the men. But like, it really is about like the two of them enjoying each other and all this stuff is going on around them, but they're like, whatever, we don't care. So it was obviously subtle enough that my like young self didn't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like they're playing the men for their own amusement because in the next scene, they leave the motel in the morning, they're in the car, they see this like sexy ranch hand, young shirtless guy on a tractor, they stop, they pick him up and you know he ditches the tractor in motion. Let's start there. So right. this thing is moving, he's not on it. They pull over and the girls run into a field where they find like a swimming hole and invite him to go in with them. And he doesn't want to go, but the girls strip down and they jump in. He can't resist that because he's like, I'm going to get it on with these two hot girls. This is what he's right. thinking. But they have no interest in him. Right. That They are more interested in, aha, let's steal his clothes and drive away from him. Ha ha. This is fun for us. Right. And he's chasing after them naked, which I remembered that scene really well. And then, yes, and then he chases them and gets in the car, but then he picks his nose. Then he picks his nose, and they're like, ew, boys are so gross. This is why we have each other. <laughs> right. And they let him back out by his tractor. By his tractor. And by that time, the tractor has plowed the word crazy. In crop circles. <laughs> <laughs> like, script. Yes. Into, like, the cropland. Okay, so this is crazy. The Sexy Farm Boy, that was played by model Dean Kelly. WDSU News reported in June this year that Dean Kelly was serving jail time for sexual battery, carnal knowledge of a juvenile, and a murder for hire plot. He was in jail for like all this bad stuff. He was plotting like murders of people who had knowledge of his crimes. Wow. That just puts a whole new spin on that those scenes. Yikes. Just when we think this video is over, we cut to this like little scene of Liv and Alicia, Alicia, excuse me, driving when they pass by a hitchhiking Jason London. Okay, that was my question is, was the hitchhiker him? Okay. Yes. So in Amazing, we see snippets of Alicia Silverstone and crying. And right. in Crazy, we get this little cameo of Jason and his amazing skydiving garb, right. right? And they're like, who's that? And Jason's like, what the heck? Why didn't they stop? They just drive right past him. And the girls and laugh, laugh and laugh. Yeah. 
I don't dislike this video, but it's there's a lot to unpack in it. I feel like I have big feelings. <laughs> it was viewed two times as much, 624 million views on YouTube. Right. So it seems as though this video is more popular than crying, but I like crying so much more. I do too, but like, you know, like they say, sex sells. So, and this one is by far sexier than the other ones. And the, like the only thing that like potentially redeems it for me is the idea that like, if really all the sexuality in this is about like the two of them. Age appropriate for each other. Right. And like kind of just enjoying exploring that. That makes me feel better about it. But but like the truth is they are being objectified by the music video industry just in general. So someone said in the comments, oh boy, I remember watching this as a teenager. Now I'm that bald guy at the gas station. Ew! Friends, don't be that bald guy at don't the gas station. Don't be the bald guy. <laughs> hair or no hair, just don't be the guy at the gas station. Give young people the room to like explore their sexuality without being a participant. Fair. Good point. Someone said, if you're a kid in the 90s, then this video brings back so many memories of simpler times where you just hung out with your friends and just did shit. Like going to amateur night strip club events. <laughs> I mean, I know that's what I was doing when I was 16. <laughs> Certainly singing in a car with your friends. Like the freedom of yeah. that is such a magic moment in time. Don't you remember that? Oh my gosh, I have like the most magical memory of being in my old like stick shift Honda Accord with a bunch of my friends driving to like an older friend's house. Windows are all down because it's like summertime. Hey Jude's on the radio. Mm. We're like screaming it at the top of our lungs. I have good memories of that. It also answers the question that I asked recently to myself when I was around a bunch of young people and I thought to myself, was I that loud when I was that age and I was with my friends? And the answer is clearly yes. <laughs> you are. So. Someone said, I remember seeing this video on MTV when it came out in the 90s. I hit puberty immediately. I mean, <laughs> I think this video was probably a sexual awakening for a lot of people. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And you have to like wonder if like later in life, they were like, wait a minute, is that weird that that was his daughter? <laughs> and the answer to that question is yes. Yeah, kind <laughs> it of. Is. Yeah. So Crazy peaked at number 17 on the US Billboard Hot 100. It won a Grammy for the best rock performance by a duo or group with vocal in 1994. And the video was ranked number 23 on VH1's top 100 music videos of all time. And it was also, and this is no surprise, it was one of the most requested music videos of 93. So, yeah. These videos, these three videos, earned Alicia Silverstone instant notoriety, which she found to be a blessing and a curse. She told Cinema Blend, I do remember when I was in the Aerosmith videos and people would call me the Aerosmith chick. And I was like 17 and I was very offended because I was like, hey, I'm a very serious actress. How could you? The Aerosmith chick? Now I think it's hilarious. But at the time, I was like, that is so rude. <laughs> I'm a serious actress. Yeah, I could see that, like that that would be bothersome. And that happens to people, right? That happens oh, yeah. to actors and models and whatever that you suddenly become known for like this, this thing. random thing you did that just went, we didn't have the term went viral at that time, but like mm -hmm. essentially did. Yep. I mean, being that Aerosmith girl was amazing for her because Amy Heckerling was like a super fan of the videos. And Amy Heckerling, she was the director of like Fast Times, right? She's a big mm -hmm. deal director. She told Rolling Stone that the videos were how she discovered Alicia. She said, I was minding my own business on my treadmill, watching MTV when I saw Crying, and I just went cuckoo bananas. And Heckerling was the one who cast her a share in Clueless. And the rest is obviously, you know, Gen X history. So... It was a good thing for her. This is what led to her being cast in that role. And as for Aerosmith, Get a Grip remains Aerosmith's most successful studio album, selling more than 20 million copies worldwide. Thanks in large part to Alicia. 
yeah, it was like a very popular time for them because they were very much, I mean, I w- like was into them before that, but that was like their heyday in my, in my lifetime. I'm sure they had a heyday in like previous lifetimes as well, but I was too young for that. Yeah. And I mean, it did make Aerosmith so absolutely relevant for the younger crowd. Right. I mean, they were a big deal when we were in high school. At a time when grunge, it was peak. Right. You think about what happened to bands when the shift occurred, right? It was like there was Nirvana and everything that happened before and everything that happened after. And for a lot of bands, particularly hair metal bands, and I'm not putting Aerosmith in that category necessarily, but like it was over for them once alternative music came on the scene. A lot of those bands, even if they continued to have followers, continued like their popularity really like in pop culture just kind of came to an end at that point. But Aerosmith did seem to kind of weave its way through that and navigate. And, and it's it. great music, but maybe great music wasn't enough. Like they needed incredible videos that really hit a nerve with the young people at that time. And I mean, it's Alicia Silverstone. I think that there was a shift away from like videos that were really focused on sex and glam and like all of that stuff into like other things, right? When we kind of moved into the mid to later 90s. And then I'm sure now, who knows? So it's just kind of interesting in that respect that like that was sort of the ending of that era. I mean, not to put a bow on it, but maybe Alicia Silverstone was the one who had that certain something that Steven Tyler was singing about. Right. Any final thoughts? It was an interesting revisit. It's always interesting to see like what things were considered acceptable uh, or celebrated even in our youth that now you're like, oh, that's questionable. (laughs) Um, And so I feel like these had plenty of examples of that, but also interesting to see them kind of maybe from a more nuanced lens than I watched them with when I was younger. So. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. I wonder if our parents would have seen these videos in 93. Do you think they would have thought that they were a little bit like questionable? I feel like my parents, I don't know that they ever watched a music video. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. If you're enjoying the pod, we invite you to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you just can't get enough, we invite you to check out our Patreon. For just $5 or more per month, you'll gain access to bonus episodes. And more importantly, your money goes to supporting the pod. You can find us on the socials and the web at theuntitledgenxpodcast.com. And we hope you keep in touch, beautiful people. Bye. Bye.